Hello, and welcome to the Millennial Economics Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping young people be successful with money. Join us as we discuss personal finance, financial literacy, investing, the psychology behind being financially fit, and much more. Here's your host, Jerry Dixon. Good morning, everybody. It's been a little while since I posted an episode. Thank you for tuning in. Um, normal shopkeeping, wherever you listen, a lot of people are on Spotify, a lot of folks are on Apple Podcasts. Um, if you are on Spotify, um, subscribing to the podcast just helps the podcast get in front of new folks. If you're on Apple Podcasts, um, leaving a quick review, whether it's just a star rating or writing a review, um, helps do the same on that platform. Um, but let's get right into the topic of today. So this is going to be kind of a part two um, to what was discussed in episode 70. Um, in episode 70, we talked about the three reasons um, or the three pros, I guess you could say, of investing in cryptocurrency. And in this episode, we're going to be um, kind of discussing the opposite of that. Um, three cons of investing in cryptocurrency. Um, I've experienced both personally. Um, and, uh, you know, while I find investing in cryptocurrencies fun and entertaining and intriguing um, and lots of things, there is always two sides to every coin. You know, there's no necessarily perfect investment. Every investment has risk. If there were investments out there um, for for the majority of people that had guaranteed high returns, um, that had no risk, everybody would be putting their money into that. Okay, so every investment has risk, and I want to make sure that we're very clear with that. Also, um, again, housekeeping. I'm not a financial advisor. I am not a um, licensed professional. Um, these are just the the pros. Um, again, that was discussed last year that I've experienced and seen and learned. And this episode are the cons that I have seen, experienced, and learned. So let's just dive right on in. Number one is that cryptocurrencies, <clears throat> excuse me, cryptocurrencies are still new. They're still new to us. Um, relative, and, and when I say new, um, you know, the idea of cryptocurrency has been around for a while. Um, I don't know the exact amount of years, but I do know, I mean, it's probably 10 years ago now, maybe not quite, six to seven to eight years ago, I would say, <clears throat> the the OG of cryptocurrencies, which is Bitcoin, um, kind of came onto the, uh, uh, onto the scene. And a lot of people started learning about it and people started investing in it. But it was still very early. There were not great ways to invest in it. You kind of had to be in the know. You kind of had to have some base knowledge or some intrigue about um, currencies and technology and blockchain. And if you didn't know anything about that, chances are you were not investing in those things back then. But relative to currencies as a whole, or maybe we just take a look at the U.S. dollar, which again, I'm not coming very prepared. I don't know exactly how long the U.S. dollar has been in circulation or um, what have you, but hundreds of years, okay? So we take a look at um, currencies, fiat currencies, especially here in the U.S., of hundreds of years of uh, relevance to where we kind of know how it works and we know that it's backed by our government and we know how things like the stock market work. Uh, we, we have a decent understanding of all of that because we have historical data to help us build a picture for the future. We also have historical data for how historically over the course of hundreds and hundreds of years, <laughs> a lot longer, of how currencies work, uh, fiat currencies work, uh, government-backed currencies work, right? So we have a decent understanding of, of what to expect. When it comes to cryptocurrency, we don't r fully even understand. We don't know if this is all going to go away 
in 10 years. We don't know if it's going to be exponentially um, a bigger deal in 10 years. We don't know in 100 years if this is going to be the only way to invest and um, buy goods. We don't know. Uh, again, we, we, there's just so many questions out there. How secure truly is blockchain and how secure truly are the way that we're storing these, these currencies? What does that look like? Will governments back them? Um, and a lot of these are going to go into um, kind of points two and three here, but really point one is that it's new and we don't know. Okay, so a con is uh, you don't know necessarily if your money is going to be worth nothing in a year. We don't know. We don't know how these coins operate. Okay, um, before we get into number two and three, we're going to take a short, short break to hear from one of our sponsors. Hello, kind people, podcasters. I don't know if that's a word or not. But we are rolling with it. I wanted to tell you a little bit about acorns today. And if you've listened to the podcast, you know my passion for acorns is strong um, because I truly believe it's a great platform and I use it personally. Um, so I can tell you over the past four years, acorns has been an incredible asset to me in my investing. It's where I learned about investing and dividends and compound interest. Um, and again, I still use it to this day. Um, it is a platform that is absolutely fantastic, fantastic for people that are new to investing. Again, I'm not new to investing, somewhat new. I still use it, but for those of you who are looking to start investing or are looking for an easy platform to start investing, I can't recommend Acorns enough. It has two great features among many, but I'll just touch on a few here, the two that I particularly use. Number one is the Roundup feature. So when you open your Acorns account, you can actually link one of your cards, credit card or debit card, to the account Acorns will round up each transaction that you make with that card and invest the spare change into your investment account there with Acorns. How cool is that? If you're looking to do something that's automated, that's going to force you to invest every time you spend your money, this is a great feature. I have used it. Um, it's, it's phenomenal. The second feature, which I use far more, is just the recurring investments. You can set a specific dollar amount and a specific day of the week or a specific day of the month or time of the month to automatically invest money. If you listen to the previous podcast and you listen to my story about um, how I started investing, or not my previous podcast, but one of my podcasts before, about how I started investing. I downloaded Acorns and I started investing $5 every Friday. And it wasn't a lot, but over the months and months, and me even forgetting that money was going in there, I learned about compound interest and I learned about what dividends were. So you can start off small and now I use that same recurring feature just with a little bit more money, but I do it every week. Um, so if you're interested in Acorns um, and the many services that they provide, um, so not only roundups, not only recurring investments, but um, retirement accounts and accounts for your kids, um, tons of things. Um, I, I can't recommend Acorns enough. There is a link down in the show notes. If you use that link, my referral link, you're going to get $5 added to your account um, at no charge to you. No charge. You don't have to even put any money into that account to access that $5. It's absolutely free money. So if you are interested in that and learning more about Acorns and trying it out for yourself, go to the show notes, click on the link, and you will get $5 added to your account. Um, that is all that I'll talk about this, but you'll probably hear me talk about it more in the show. Um, but here is back to the episode. All right, and we are moving along. So number two, again, we're discussing the three cons of investing in crypto. Number two is adoption. 
Okay, and this ties a little bit into number one about it being new, but we don't necessarily know how widespread the adoption of cryptocurrencies will be. And one thing I think about often is, you know, when I'm when I'm talking to friends or coworkers or what have you about cryptocurrency, and I ask if these folks, number one, understand what it is, number two, own any cryptocurrencies, and number three, actively use any of these currencies outside of investing. I would I would venture to say the majority, and this is changing. This is changing, but I would I would venture venture to say the majority of people. Um, now do know what cryptocurrency is, okay, um, which is a lot further along than things were even five years ago. You know, things like Bitcoin um, kind of taking off, things like Dogecoin this past year exploding, um, even some things like Shiba Inu that we're seeing and experiencing now um, kind of taking off as well are bringing, are bringing cryptocurrency to the forefront of a lot of conversations, particularly people that like to invest money. Okay, so if you're if you're investing money, then you chances are you probably know nowadays what cryptocurrencies are. Now, if we take that another step further, and I were to ask, say, ten people if you own any cryptocurrency, still, I think the majority of people don't. Um, a lot of people don't even know how <laughs> to buy a cryptocurrency. Again, that's changing with things like Robinhood and Coinbase. Uh, making it very easy to get into the investing of cryptocurrency. However, a lot of people still don't even own any, okay? To take it one step further, how many people are actually using cryptocurrency outside of just an investment vehicle? And what I mean by that is how many people are purchasing goods and services with a cryptocurrency? Um, that's almost zero. I've never met anybody that's actively buying things with a cryptocurrency, Okay, people, myself included, are using it as an investment vehicle. Um, you know, so one one thing that we really want to think about is what is the adoption going to be long term? You know, recently, and again, I, I can't remember the exact country. I think it was Ecuador, I believe, adopted Bitcoin as one of the currencies of the government or of the country. Okay, that's really cool. That's very new. We're seeing more adoption than ever for these cryptocurrencies. You know, whenever you even see a company like Tesla. Um, accepting, I think it was Dogecoin, I believe, um, to purchase a vehicle, right? So we're seeing these things start being more widespread, adopt the, the adoption being more widespread, but we're also seeing countries like China, which as an economical power uh, is, is massive for our world, right? They are, they are um, they're, they're a big player, you could say, in world economics. And you're seeing countries like that for various reasons that we won't discuss here and get into um, and that I'm not super well-versed in. Um, they are trying to restrict um, and ban completely the trading of and the purchase of and the mining of cryptocurrencies, right? So we're seeing very different ideologies across the world of how these cryptocurrencies are going to be adopted. And I believe, and again, it's I'm, I'm no expert, but I believe that the adoption of these things will have a big factor into how relevant they are in the future and how much they'll be worth. Okay, so we're still learning how these coins, these currencies are going to be adopted. Um, and then number three, lastly, is volatility. These coins are incredibly volatile. Um, and, and it plays into 
the reasons why I believe is because we don't really know much about it and we're learning a lot more about what the adoption's going to look like and everything that we just talked about, right? We're learning historically how these how these coins um, operate in value. We are seeing if they're going to be adopted or if they're not going to be adopted. All of this plays into an extremely volatile market. A market that can be heavily dictated by a tweet from Elon Musk or um, a regulation by China or the adoption by a country, or the purchase of a coin by um, what they would call a whale, right? So somebody that invests a large, large, large amount into the coin can greatly, greatly, greatly affect the value of a coin, okay? Especially some of the smaller coins like Shiba Inu or Dogecoin, right, Um, can greatly, greatly affect the value. One single person or one single tweet. There's a lot of things around this ability to fluctuate the market that is um, concerning and exciting, right? You know, when somebody can tweet something and the value increases 300%, um, while that's cool, that can also um, that can also be problematic. You know, if if say an institution or a person was trying to make a quick dollar, well, they um, could simply cre- buy a bunch of this coin, create a lot of buzz around it, shoot the value up, and then sell and tank the market and bring the value right down. It's called a pump and dump, and they walk away with a bunch of money while us as the normal consumer, the normal investor, uh, may lose a lot of money. Okay, So it, it breeds this kind of um, – it can breed that type of environment. Okay, um, we have a lot of historical data about the companies in the S and P five hundred. Yes, the company or the S and P five hundred index may fluctuate day to day. Recently, those fluctuations have been a lot. But if if a market fluctuates by one percent, the S and P fluctuates by one percent in a day, it's big news. Okay, if the crypto market fluctuated by one percent in a day, it'd be no news, right? The crypto market might fluctuate by. I mean, a given coin could fluctuate by 500% in a day. The crypto market as a whole could fluctuate by 15% in a day. Um, That would not be anything radical um, with how volatile these coins are, these currencies are. So um, it's very volatile. That can be a plus. That can be a minus. It's not necessarily – it can be a pro. It can be a con. I guess I I should say that. Um, It doesn't mean that these coins won't have relevancy in the future, but because we don't know much about it, it can be a very volatile environment. So um, to recap here – And again, we're discussing the three cons of investing in cryptocurrency. This is part two of episode 70 where we discussed the three pros of investing in cryptocurrency, okay? Number one is that they're new and we don't know much about them yet. Number two is adoption. We don't know how widespread the adoption will be for these coins. And number three is the volatility. It can be up and down by large, large, vast amounts every single day. So thank you so much for tuning in to episode 71 and we will talk to you soon.